This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film that turned you on to them. I am Michael Stevens. And I am Shelley Brooks. And Michael, we've got a pretty exciting guest today, do we not? Oh my God. <laughs> we are friggin' jazzed about today's guest <laughs> jazzed and juiced <laughs> jazzed juiced cd 101.9 smooth jazzed and juiced for today's guest <laughs> co-founder of the forever dog podcast network and co-host of weekend at bergman's joe cilio everyone oh baby yes wow oh. wow, wow. Thank you very very much generation of youths thank you the very youths much love joe children love me this is great thank you. we were just talking about joe has a, a child of his own so clearly you've got some some connection here I, to these youths yes, yes. it's really more clapping for enzo but i will take it since he's not here right now uh, but he did watch a little bit of the film so oh yeah know, wow. <laughs> So what is a what's a five months old impression of uh, the movie that we're going to be talking about? Hey, color and light. He loved it. Color and light. Yeah. That is beautiful. Well, we are yeah. so excited to have you on, Joe. Uh, Michael and I were uh, thrilled recently to be a guest on your show, Weekend at Bergman's, where we talked about husbands. So we're really digging into this like uh, yeah. second half of the twentieth century American <laughs> independent cinema. Yes. yes, gender studies in the. <laughs> late 70s American cinema. This is sort of the inverse. I was thinking watching Three Women, I was like, wow, interesting pairing, which we'll get to later, with husbands, you yeah. know? Sort of like <laughs> a different version of a similar film. Yeah, um, really illuminating each other. So yeah. speaking of, who is your crush that we're going to be talking about in the movie Three Women by Robert Altman? Yes, the crush we'll be talking about today is none other than the great, the all-timer Shelley Duvall. <sighs> God, I should have prepared a sound cue of her doing, hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly. Post, baby. <laughs> hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. 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 <laughs> Duval. Duval. If I had thought of it, ooh, baby. Oh, well. <laughs> We are very excited to talk about this movie. It's one of my favorites. Uh, Michael just saw it for the first time, really enjoyed it. So this is going to be an interesting discussion. But Great. for Michael, for people like you a few days ago who had never seen Three Women, what is the movie Three Women about? Pinky is an awkward adolescent who starts work at a spa in the California desert. She becomes overly attached to a fellow spa attendant, Millie, 
when she becomes Millie's roommate. Millie is a lonely outcast who desperately tries to win attention with constant upbeat chatter. They hang out at a bar owned by a strange pregnant artist and her husband cowboy boyfriend. After two emotional crises, 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 the three women steal and trade personalities until they settle into a new family unit that seems to give each woman what she was searching for. Now, we do steal these synopses from IMDb. And I will say, as far as IMDb synopses go, for a film this kind of weird and dreamlike, not not half bad. Honestly, uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, great, <laughs> great synopsis. Great movie. Um, and as I was reading the synopsis, I was like cross re- I was cross referencing my notes because the mm-hmm. whole time I was taking notes on like what each character needs. Uh, mm. I was like, oh man, it looks like Shelley Duvall. She just needs somebody to take care of. Uh, she needs someone to pay attention to her. And yeah. uh, friggin' uh, Sissy Spacek, she needs a family. She needs to belong somewhere. And mm-hmm. then things got real confusing for me around <laughs> uh, probably three fifths into the movie um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah everyone ended up getting what it was a happy ending um which i i really enjoyed um so yeah i love a a women's uh melding identities movie uh it's one of my favorite genres (laughs) now before we get into our main discussion here uh joe we'd like to play a little game to get us kind of warmed up kind of Good. Slick. Yes. And we call that the sexy trivia game. Mm. Michael, what is the sexy trivia game? I'm so glad you asked. It's just a little game, a little appetizer, mm. some little hors d'oeuvres to mm. get the listeners real slick for some movie chatting. You can't just raw dog your, your movie chatting. Hell no. You gotta start with little bits and tips and trivia. Bips and bobs <laughs> and tits. <laughs> and tits. I'll, uh, mm. I'll kick us off. Not only did the actors ad-lib many of their lines, but Robert Altman has said that Shelley Duvall wrote all of the diary entries and in addition, decorated her character's apartment and selected all of her food. Mm. That was a beautiful and sexy fact. Um, Mind if I sling one? Oh, absolutely, my young brother. Sissy Spacex and her character Pinky's hometown is Quitman, Texas. Mm. Shelley Duvall's and her character Millie's hometown. Well, baby, that's Houston, Texas. Ooh, baby, oh, that Texas yeah. heat, bringing the Texas heat. Ooh, we love it. And I'm going to finish us off now. For this film, Shelley Duvall won the Cannes Film Festival Award for Best Actress, as well as the Los Angeles Film Critics Award for Best Actress. She also placed second place at the New York Film Critics and the National Society of Film Critics Awards. She was also... Nominated for the BAFTA. Oh, congratulations. Inexplicably, however, she was not Oscar-nominated, and that is a bit of editorializing from the people at IMDb, but I agree with them. I agree. God. Mm. And that's the sexy trivia game. So disappointing. She wasn't nominated. That's... uh... We got to figure out who was nominated then. So, sorry to jump right in, but that pisses me off. I mean, I didn't even think about that. 1977, right? Best actress, would that be the year? Yeah. I mean, okay. So what I, I mean, do you mind if I do this right now? Please. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Um, It looks like. Okay. We got Faye Dunaway. For Network. Amazing performance in an awesome film. But okay. So it looks like. Yeah. It. I, I, you know, you know what the stupid the Oscars you can never do that. Is it the 1977 Oscars or is it the 1978? Right. Yeah, it always gets into that. Regardless, mm. um, a snub, a snub for my for for my Shelley. You know, a, a huge snub. But I will say, oh my God, this is a pretty stacked year. It's stacked. I mean, stacked. I mean, oh I mean 
We got Talladega. SpaceX and Carrie, Liv Ullman and Face to Face. Like, come on. Yeah, that's that's amazing stuff. Um, yeah, very but, good here. But, but, so, <laughs> but what about Shelley Duvall in Three Women? Right, but that had, you know the the, the snub. The snub still stings. The snub stings. Absolutely. I and you know it is so interesting. I mean, like it's uh, thinking about her performance, like it in just seeing like Sissy Spacek on that that list I mean it does feel like I mean it makes sense for this movie that is about these women's identities melding but yeah it does feel like none of the performances kind of stand out individually for me because they're all so interconnected and like they it feels like none of the performances could exist without the other ones especially you know the central one with SpaceX and and Shelley Duvall yeah it's amazing the both how they play off each other and how Alvin works with them uh, is, is incredible yeah yeah, and Michael and I famously love uh, smalls and talls. We love pairings of actors oh, who yeah, are tiny, they are small and tall. <laughs> tiny and tall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and just seeing their physicality together is so fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, should I tell you a little? Yeah, I mean, should I tell you a little bit about? Yes, please. Yeah. 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 When did you first see this movie? Know. I can go ten different ways. You know. So I just, I, no, I actually do have a very specific question. So. Uh, I want to know, like, when did you see this movie? Like, where where were you in your life when you kind of encountered this movie for the first time? And what was it about Shelley Duvall in this movie that, like, really did it for you? Mm-hmm. I, like you, I'm sure, you know, lived in, like, video rental stores all through <laughs> middle school and right. high school. And I would, there was a one, we'd go down the shore in Jersey and there'd be a video store at the beach and on the walls there, they had, you know, AFI top 100 <laughs> films of all time. And then they had like top 100 comedies of all time. Right. And I just have this tendency, you know, as unattractive as it is towards like completionism, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you, oh, you heard one whatever Beatles album, I mean, I listen to all 50 of them, right? Or you, you've right. seen one, like, you're like, oh, a hundred, a hundred movies. I got to see all the hundred oh movies. Oh my God. If you, if you guys know the hundred AFI comedies, there's like four funny movies on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's all like 1956, like Dr. Dick stumbles down the stairs. And you're like, I guess that was fucking good. God, like, I do love Al that movie though. Nonsense or whatever <laughs> But on the list, I'm sure it must have been on that list where I started encountering directors and sort Mm -hmm. of fetishizing the director as this like artistic force that needs to be cataloged and obsessed Mm -hmm. over and studied and watch their progression and work like long before I fell in love with actors for whatever reason. You know, maybe it's like when you're young and you watch Beauty and the Beast and then you're like, what's who's Walt? Disney or whatever it is, like we all get sucked up in like auteur realization yeah. and director that AFI list directors all of a sudden was like, oh, I gotta see everything Billy Wilder ever ever did, which mm-hmm. I haven't. But you know, that's how it feels, you know. Oh, I gotta yeah, see right. I gotta see every Stanley Kubrick film, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, or I'm pretty sure it was in that moment when Altman has an amazing, you know, his filmography, um, just you know is everything to me like when i found yeah. his films i finally found my my person and wow. he very much found his person in in shelley duvall in in mm-hmm. the 70s or at least he found somebody so distinctive and so unique and a look yeah. so penetrating and so um distinctive that he mm-hmm. you know had to have her in every single film he made mm-hmm. all through the 70s yeah um well she became famous you know in yeah. 19 19- or she was famous, you know, really famous yeah. with Popeye and The Shining. Right. So yeah, I mean, um, the sheer number of movies that she did with Altman is like incredible. Like, I mean, they, he really they, had they, this kind of. Yeah. They were, yeah. They he was, I don't know, a version of in love with her. She she was everything. Yeah. And if you've seen, and if you've seen her on film on camera, mm-hmm. you can totally understand the obsession. She's completely and totally, um, just she pops. She really pops, and she looks mm-hmm. so good on film. And she's so uh, excellent, Um, just like a very gorgeous and unique uh, personality and physique. 
which yeah. both of which were certainly you know attracted to and as cinema itself sort of changed in the 70s it really felt like Shelley was an embodiment of the new American cinema uh, like that rail thin, huge eyes, weirdo. Yeah. Just absolutely. Pre yeah. manic pixie dream girl, manic pixie dream girl, or whatever the thing, you know, that's, that's so reductive, but like that's yeah. sort of, uh, you know, the area in which she occupies. I, um, so anyway, I fell in love with Altman and then it's not like in, you know, in Buster McCloud or even in McCabe, and Mrs. Miller or in, um, even Nashville, she's just like kind of in it for a minute or five or six or whatever. Right. But even in Nashville, you're like, she's like oh. roller skates, like zipping around in her little tube top. And you're just like, <laughs> my God, that? short shorts, <laughs> like the platform <laughs> shoes. She looks so like gangly and attractive. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, Alvin really yeah. knows how to take advantage of her physicality. I mean, like that that Nashville costume or the costumes, yeah. like yeah. they're just incredible. Like her legs look like they're like 50 miles long. Like, yeah, yeah he really takes advantage of like the things that are so unique about her physically. I, 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 I every time I see his movies, I, I understand the like overwhelming desire to put her in front of the camera time and time again. Now she was a person who never wanted to be an actor necessarily. Right. She did a little modeling in Texas, but really she just worked at the counter at the cosmetics store. And when they were filming Buster McCloud, she was around or pretty at mm -hmm. the store or at school or whatever. And Alvin was like, I have to have you in the film. It's one of these like Harrison Ford stories, you know, yeah. or these like, she was around <laughs> and then they were like, Oh, she's so weird and hot combined we have to have her on camera she's brilliant right um yeah. and she had a great great partnership um with altman who you know started by just putting her in uh these cool parts in his cool movies and then really in three women lets her take the reins and become sort of like his you know uh De Niro almost to his, to his yeah. Scorsese you know like they really have that kind of a thing and in three women he just yeah. lets her lets her cook and she gives the most Shelley Duvall performance of of them all you know yeah yeah and she's so fascinating because I mean sometimes you think of these actors who get like discovered for having just like an odd or interesting or attractive look and you don't necessarily think of them as like a creative force in the way that she was because I mean you know we talked about all of the sort of character work that she did, all the collaborations she did on this movie. And then, you know, later on, she goes on to do, uh, you know, her fairy tale theater show and become this like very, you know, capable producer. Yeah. So it is really fascinating to see someone who was kind of like plucked, yeah. plucked into the, the movies without necessarily meaning to be. And then she somehow became this like huge creative force. Yeah, it really is cool. Yeah, you're right. And it wasn't just like, oh, she was pretty. And then after the 70s, she was done. She produced like, I don't even know, 15 years worth of Showtime specials, mm -hmm. you know, in that fairy tale children's vein or whatever. She was really like a powerful and, and um, well, pow you know, not powerful. She was really just like talented. Mm -hmm. you know, she wanted to be a scientist. And then she got stuck into, sucked into Hollywood and right. made a meal of it. Kubrick fucked her kind of on Shining, like tortured right. her. And like yeah. ruined her life, or she doesn't put it that way, but it sort of seems like that was the thing that led to her mm -hmm. transitioning into heavy producing and ultimately going back to Texas and hiding for 20 years. And, um, right. but Altman was never that way with her, you know, they'd shoot for six weeks or whatever, and it was fun. And even on Popeye, which apparently was a set so totally overcome with, um, illegal drugs oh my production. God. Like it was almost an international incident. Yeah. Um, I love that. Like still was like, honestly, Popeye was way more fun than The Shining, which was a year and a half of torture. Um, oh, and in Popeye, yeah. which you can take it or leave it, what you can say is that Shelley Duvall's performance isn't like so, um, so like specifically olive oil and so specifically mm -hmm. Shelley Duvall, it really was the part she was born to play. Um, she's totally brilliant and her physicality and manner is like all of a sudden her um she always uses her unique physique to her advantage mm -hmm. in her characterizations but in olive oil she essentially becomes a cartoon character it's like yeah. you know it, it, it's like the best comic book performance uh, ever essentially she even sort of like her motions sort of stutter as if as mm -hmm. if the cartoon's yeah. frames are being drawn right. i mean 
brilliant, brilliant actor. So I think people kind of dismiss her as an oddity or as the woman who cries and screams and is scary looking in The Shining. Mm. Truly, she's like a powerful, intelligent person that uses her unique physical and personal attributes um, to her advantage as an actor and then ultimately as a, as a producer and creative force in Hollywood. So I find all of that combined to be very attractive, which is why mm. I, you know, said, okay, Shelley Duvall's certainly... The second y'all told me what you were up to here on your pod, immediately <laughs> Shelley came, sprung to mind. Yeah. She's a, she looks odd, but she <laughs> is so beautiful. Like who yeah. would, who would say otherwise? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my oh. little, that, so that's how I got involved. I just fell in love with film and then I fell in love with Robert Altman. And then if you mm. love Robert Altman, then I guess just like him, you're going to love Shelley Duvall. And I do. Oh, yeah. And I look for Shelley Duvall and I look for Shelley Duvall's everywhere. I mean, your podcast is sort of dedicated to Shelley Duvall's, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. She was like, you know, top of mind for us when we were, yeah. you know, putting this show together. And like, I, I was very glad that you, that you picked it after we, you know, had this conversation about husbands. Cause I mean, I do think that, you know, it's, I love that she's a product of this very specific time in Hollywood history where, where these kind of like oddball character actors were framed as sexy and yeah. yeah I, and something that seems to be, you know, pretty lacking at the moment. Yeah. I know you're right. I guess people keep telling me Adam Driver's not hot. It's like he is. So like he's we, fucking yeah. hot. He's so <laughs> fucking obviously hot. You see him with the horse in that like cologne commercial. Come on. <laughs> he's taking the steroids just like the other fucking Marvel guys. Like get the fuck out of here. I have no idea what people are like referencing when they say he. I mean, I I, I don't know. He's not he's not blonde. Like what the fuck are they talking about? Like he, he makes no fucking he's sense. A, he's a specimen. <laughs> um, also, you, you know who is ugly that people keep insisting is hot, but it's like, no, the bull is not hot. Is Rami Malik? I am not a fan. I don't Rami get it. Malik. Oh, listen. Yeah, sorry, not to, like, disagree like, on that one. <laughs> this is a good. Is that one. your guy, Michael? And that he's not my yeah. guy, but I I get what people think is sexy about him. I think it's the big old is the big old eyeballs. Um, big, big eyeballs, and he's like a little guy. And I think that a lot of women like little guys, you know. Big eyeballs, <laughs> the 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 way he holds his little mouth, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Essential little but, lips. You know what it is though. What it's one of those things where it's like when you meet somebody, yeah. and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, he or she, or they're they're so they're so. Um, hot and then you talk to them for like 25 minutes and like you walk away from the conversation and they've gone like i see they've like they've gone down you're like oh like now she looks exactly the same but i'm no longer attracted to her because now i know rami malik is that for me where it's like if i looked at him i go okay yeah yeah oh weird serious and then you watch him act for 20 minutes and all the mystique is gone you're like (laughs) stinks I actually fair enough (laughs) to be very clear. And I guess I have to unpack my relationship with Rami Malek. I watched the first episode of uh, Mr. Robot. Um, I watched him play uh, uh, Freddie Mercury in a movie. I didn't enjoy super, uh, super much. Um, And then I've never seen him interview in interviews. I've only read his quotes from interviews. Um, You didn't see that video where he's like, I love my mom. He's a weird guy. People insist is I mean, there are some odd people that are stunning, like Tilda mm. Swinton. Right? Oh my god, oh. I love Tilda yeah. Swinton. All time person of like she is a painting, but yeah. she looks yeah. odd, but she is like she's not even hot. She's like a god. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah. We're getting she, a pattern here with you, Joe. <laughs> These yeah. like willowy tall women. <laughs> Elemental forces, yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, I bemoan the the loss of um, real odd birds being sex symbols. But there there are some. I I'm sure that people listening are just like screaming into their phone right now, like <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy again, not yeah. weird looking, just a movie star. Like yeah, she's so weird. she's so weird. Like what? <laughs> not weird looking at all. She looks like exactly what they were looking for. Shelley Duvall is somebody who they weren't looking for, but then when they found her, they were like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't even we know have it. To have you. I've been yeah. looking for you the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on Taylor Joy, anybody could just pick out of a lineup. She's, um, you know, a, a beautiful young actress. But right. Shelley Duvall really takes somebody who um, just, 
I mean, she. I'm, I've never seen Shelley Duvall in real life. I'm sure when you did, she's very pretty. But mm. putting her on um, camera, she's just like effervescent. She, she's, mm-hmm. she's, she's stunning. Yeah. Yeah, and she feels like she really like encompasses sort of like ideas about like attractiveness and film in that time. Like, I mean, I think about her in like Annie Hall, like that you know, no bra, uh, you know, oh white tank top. Oh <laughs> tall, oh willowy. Like she's like such a like seventies. 70s look i know i love that look like the whole like not to you know you just mentioned what you know but like mia farrow like is another good example mm-hmm. of like that type of uh person mm-hmm. who um is an amazing actor of course mm-hmm. who um just very unique and very like 70s pretty and weird and cool and there was something about like and i think three women really is sort of about this um you know not like i'm some historian on 70s feminism but you know we all know about what was going on culturally then in this transition uh, of, right. of women in in the world and mm-hmm. Shelley Duvall in three women's approach to being a quote-unquote modern woman is so um on one hand she you know she's doing everything that they say in the magazines and she's sort of being like this pitch perfect yeah. 70s version of a perfect woman except that her she's forcing it so aggressively that everybody finds her to be um, unbearable almost. (laughs) Everybody ignores her. She's like a ghost. She's made herself such the visage of the perfect, iconic late 70s woman that she is like part of the scenery. Mm -hmm. She's like um, as, you know, as empty and as ungrabbable as those beautiful shots of the deserts and uh, of the mountains. She's trying to be something so bad um, that uh, she's becoming a ghost slash yeah. you can steal her because mm-hmm. she's, you know, and that's yeah. exactly what Spacek does is she for a second there or for 20 minutes becomes her, steals her whole entire identity because her mm-hmm. entire identity is made up of being this perfect new uh, woman. So it's this kind of cool thing where Shelly is doing like she is a, the perfect cool seventies woman and B this movie is like kind of saying how, uh, silly and vapid all these mm-hmm. modern affects um for the independent woman can seem or can manifest like mm. i just um and she's the perfect vessel for this yeah because she has so much heart and soul but mm. also anybody can just sort of like she seems like you could almost like uh trick her or like take advantage of her she has this wonderful spaciness but then her performance lets you know that like no this woman's not some spacey empty vessel she is just deep deep in there trying to find her find herself or find her way out and at the end she finds herself not in millie at all but as willie you know Mm -hmm. as this maternal force and that really is like where she meant to be sort of an older version of a woman that nobody would want hot, thin Shelley Duvall to ever be. She finds mm-hmm. peace and solace in being that maternal figure rather than the bon vivant late seventies, uh, bohemian sexy girl. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like just, no, um, yeah. just an amazing movie that I, that I love. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that it's so interesting, like her, her character's like personality in this movie, like it so fits with her sort of like physical angularity. She always feels like a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit out of place. And it's like, she, I think, I think that there, there are a lot of actresses that I don't know would necessarily be brave enough to be so pathetic. Yeah. She as, as she is in that whole fucking movie. It's yeah. fucking incredible. <laughs> I love her so much. Me too. When she's like, yeah, like all the high toms are like heartbreaking. Yeah, it's also so funny, and it is so funny and so heartbreaking when she's walking behind all her friends at work or friends, and they're just like ignoring, like as if she doesn't exist. And the only and then Sissy Spacek, see you know, sees her and thinks all her bullshit is amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, another person who is so like, um, same sort of thing where it's like visually sissy spacek is on one hand just like such a beautiful woman and on the other mm-hmm. hand such a unique and like mysterious sort of presence mm-hmm. on yeah. film um, yeah yeah like the whole movie me and my wife were just like wow sissy spacek is so beautiful but she's and she is so odd looking they're both they're both they're yeah. both doing the thing and they're both doing it so good yeah you know yeah they're really, yeah, yeah yeah my oh my dad. god yeah 
oh, my sorry, notes say, uh, <laughs> what a weirdo, what a weirdo, what a weirdo, like <laughs> every time she's on screen. Um, yeah, this was a, an interesting one to, to watch because I, uh, I've always found Shelley Duvall very, uh, attracted and very uh, interesting to look at, but I, I definitely had to override uh, my source crush, which is Sissy Spacek. I mean, I've watched <laughs> Carrie so many friggin' times. Like, sure. Uh, but, override your um, source crush. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you you, uh, you doing that for me. Then. Of course, of course. <laughs> the sacrifices we make. But yeah, I mean, they are very similar actresses in a lot of ways. And I think that for me, the most striking sort of like similarity between them is just that total lack of vanity. Um, and I, you know, I think the part of it is just that oftentimes actresses aren't given the opportunity to play these kind of vanity free roles. Cause I mean, there is such a, like a, a high burden placed on, you know, physical attractiveness on, you know, not being too, I mean, the, the kinds of roles that a lot of like male actors would be praised for where they are uh, unseemly and off putting and mean and crazy. Um, like, exactly. Yeah. I, so I so, um, in Altman, like I was kind of thinking last night when I was rewatching, like, Oh, like Shelley's sort of like the female uh, Gould for Altman sometimes. Yeah. Oh, well, like, yes. <laughs> like, exactly like you're saying, Shelley. Like Elliot Gould gets to play Elliot Gould every fucking movie. Yeah. You know, so it's nice in Three Women where Shelley Duvall gets to play a female version of Shelley Duvall doing something adjacent mm. to the Elliot Gouldish sort of Altman thing. The fumbling, bumbling, thin ass guy in the jacket, talking, mumbling, yeah, walks by cat's beach. It's like then yeah. Shelley does that, the women version in 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 California Split and in Long mm. Goodbye, Gould gets the mumble and bumble and Gould and Gould's so hot. Yeah. You know, so thin and odd and mumbly and strange and, and invisible. And mm. off-putting, and so handsome, and and cool—the coolest fucker ever on camera. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, exactly what Shelley Duvall is giving Altman later in the seventies. The mm. coolest motherfucker ever on camera. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm your Altman stand, but I'll, I'll stand him. Whatever. The, they took my guy, my beautiful boy, <laughs> all of the sight and sound one hundred list. Not I a single, know. Altman, not one Altman film on that one hundred. Yeah, he I got do, yeah, it does seem I like he's it. kind of fallen out of favor recently. I mean, outside of like, I think that McCabe has like really like ascended as, you know, like a, you know, yeah. film Twitter favorite. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, when I was, you know, becoming like a burgeoning young cinephile, I feel like Altman was where it was at. Like everyone talked about, like no one talks about shortcuts anymore. No one talks oh. about these films that like yeah. were so mm. huge in my early film education. Yo, you know? that's fucked up. <laughs> this is <laughs> bullshit. I, I, my, my my favorite film of all time is Nashville. That's my that's yes. my that's my favorite movie. That's my that's the movie that I think is the best movie. I love it. <laughs> and I'm not saying oh why isn't Nashville number twelve? It's like why isn't Nashville number like eighty nine? Like, right. like where is it? Like or fine, you can put Mash on there. Or fine, you can put like seven other ones on there. Yeah, Mrs. Miller really is popular because it really is stunningly beautifully oh, shot yeah. and very funny and beautiful movie. Um, oh, you know what's cool? I just read this morning. They shot this in sequence too, which they shot McCabe and Mrs. Oh. Miller in sequence. Wow. They shot this in sequence, and that's why, and every morning they'd get pages I read, and I was like, whoa. Mm. And Sissy Spacek said that Shelley Duvall was um, amazing to work with, and mm. they both sort of like got their pages, and then they'd memorize some of the lines, and then Shelley Duvall and she would improvise a lot of that, and all that stuff about. Shelley, Shelley's hot dates and about yeah. food and magazines, like you guys said during sexy trivia, like th that's that's just like coming from them, and they shot all the scenes in sequence. And Altman does that kind of stuff all the time. It's so fucking cool! Uh, it's like, so cool. I the, know the dialogue definitely doesn't feel um, like overwritten or anything like that. And I was wondering the whole time, I was like, why does this feel so fucking like this feels like bullshit that I would overhear? This this feels like <laughs> conversations that I would eavesdrop on. Um, and then I read somewhere that like, wasn't this movie financed just based on Altman going into a room and being like, yo, I had this dream. Um, and then they were like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. we'll give you the money. Uh, do whatever you want. 
Remember um, when shit like that happened? Like that James Cameron story of him just going in and like writing on a whiteboard like aliens and then he did like a dollar, dollar sign. sign yeah. <laughs> like just, oh, to be an old male director who can just walk into a room and be like, give me some money. I mean, <laughs> I think it's still happening, but unfortunately it's uh, the nightmare version of it where, you know, fucking uh, whoever can walk into, you know, Warner Brothers and be like, okay, we're going to do a Flash movie and there's going to be two Batmans. And they're like, okay, cool. Here's $500 million. Um, as long as you say two Batmans, you can still secure funding, basically, yeah. whatever, whatever you want. Um, that, that's so true. But yeah, it was based on a dream that he had. And the dream wasn't like women. Are right. Women. Yeah, the dream was, wouldn't it be cool to have a movie where Sissy Spacek and Shelley Duvall played like an identity yeah. or something, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. He just like dreamed about a good idea for a movie, which I thought that was great. He specifically yeah, yeah. saw them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he, he wasn't like, oh, the California desert. and nah. all the- yeah. <laughs> Oh, Shelley looks weird and Sissy looks weird. I know them both. They could be like roommates or something. Oh, God. That's so <laughs> funny. And it does make sense that, you know, they contributed so much to the story and to the script. Because, I mean, it does feel like it's very accurate about sort of like women's dynamics with each other. And especially seeing it like in sort of like the trajectory of Altman's career. I mean, like, you know, I I don't hate MASH, but I don't love MASH because it's mostly about guys sexually harassing their colleague for two hours. Um, But I do feel like as he started working with these actors like the Shelley Duvall's, like his women characters just became so rich. Yeah, which is a relief because you're so, so right. And ultimately, (laughs) Alban becomes like one of those directors where, yeah, where the women's parts are good, which is like stands out in his filmography and a couple other like of the the guys also do that mm-hmm. um but he but he, all the women i i enjoy oftentimes a lot of his characters in his film even in the later films like mm-hmm. uh he always reps his ladies and gives them good parts which is always mm-hmm. cool you know I, which is always like good when you're and weird parts and lets him play the elliot gold parts which is the yeah. fun, fun which is fun absolutely Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, her in this movie, you know, the McCabe and Mrs. Miller to go back to that, Lily Tomlin in Nashville. I mean, yeah, he like he really creates these women with like interiority and and also like I feel like so many times even like rich female roles can be sort of like predicated on sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that's really not the case with I mean, like, you know, someone like a Shelley Duvall is hot, but they're yeah. they're not leading with that in the characters that they're playing. Correct. He doesn't do the uh the Megan Fox on the bike shot from Shelly. <laughs> uh, no, in, in more interiority is correct. In, um, but tr- truly about like interiority and about um, the interiority of women or his view of the interiority of women, uh, which is like, you know, sick, but also what we have and what's a, makes a great movie. Um, this is a great movie. Um, how about all the beautiful, like he, the way he uses mirrors and reflection, oh, mirrors all over the fucking place. Charlie, when you said interiority, I was like, yes. And like, when you want to, like the the way that, I mean, mirrors in movies, we could do a whole podcast. Like, there's a lot of great yeah. mirror usage in movies. Like everything from everything from like mm. Candyman or like, or, or you can go like old school. Like, wow, they shot that with a mirror. Like, oh, or in in the new um. There's a new movie where apparently they do some, ah, I suck, where they do some amazing <laughs> shit, whatever. This is one of my favorite mirror movies. There's some, mm-hmm. one, how about that one shot when Shelley Duvall is in the kitchen, Sissy Spacek's mm-hmm. looking yes. at the mirror, and they, he mm-hmm. zooms it into, yeah. and then they're having the conversation as if they're like on a Zoom meeting, like mm-hmm. looking at each other, talking. Yeah. He's in the mirror and she's in the background. Um, yeah. It's like amazing. So much of the movie isn't, you're not watching them. You're watching their reflection yeah. or you're watching them through water or you're watching them um, reflect really different reflections. Um, it, it creates, a, it really like lends a hand to the dreamlike nature of the mm-hmm. movie, but it also um, makes you think like these women are con- constantly, especially Shelley Duvall, like constantly self yeah, uh, mm-hmm. referential. It's not really self-obsessed in a vain sense. It's like a mm-hmm. fear of if I don't yeah. understand exactly what's going on physically, mm-hmm. constantly, I might truly uh, um, evaporate, or I might, yeah. or I might truly lose control 
Um, and obviously she cares so much about how she looks. All of her um, outfits are fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, her makeup is fire. Her hair is fire. Her, her dinner party is perfect. Oh. <laughs> you know, and it's all perfect in that like kitschy, I read out of a magazine yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Even her Palm Springs apartment building is like perfect in that kitschy Palm Springs horrible yeah, way. It's like a Barbie dollhouse kind of. Yes. You know, it's, in like a a, way. it's like a it's like a upside down of like a, a perfect <laughs> modern California living. But yeah. she lives in the desert and it's all like mm. uh, the upside down through the mirror, through the looking glass version of it. Yeah. Um, brilliantly, beautifully shot um, movie. So many beautiful shots. Like, how about when Sissy Spacek is walking out to the gun range behind the oh, bar. I was gonna and, say and the pool, and Willie's down in the pool painting her like bizarre, scary <laughs> ass, like whatever yeah. painting. Yeah, and just yeah. huge wide of like the pool, and then her going down into it. So um, scary. It's mm-hmm. like. All of a sudden, it was like Natalie Portman's up against the the thing in <laughs> Annihilation. Like there was some sort of like that pool had like a like a <laughs> presence in there. Like don't go in there. Like yeah. a um, he's an amazing filmmaker, and these are amazing actors. Like truly a a, a gift to rewatch. So I thank you both for for talking. I'm I'm not leaving. I'm just saying like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good goodbye. Nobody's ever like, hey Joe, can you sit down and just like for forty minutes, just like. To give a monologue about yeah. why three women is so good and why Shelley Duvall's so pretty. Like, okay, yeah, I actually, I can do that. No one's ever asked. I'm not like at home, like after the movie, like turning it off, being like, oh my God, the interiority and inner life of Sissy Spacek and three women is really something, huh? Well, um, I'm so it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it is. And like, I, I mean, going back to like the mirrors, I mean, obviously there's so much in the visual language of the movie about you know doubling and and twins, twins and reflections and, yeah. the twins oh my god but so what do you guys Twin. think it is like obviously this is like a like i said up front like a, a major trope in movies like women in in doubling in a way that you like you don't see with male characters as much i mean you have like you know double life of veronique you've got persona you've got all of the yeah. you know the um, celine and julie go boating like what do you think it is that's so fascinating about seeing these like twinned women you know <laughs> I know it's a big question. <laughs> yeah, mostly, you know, this is my first like thought. It might be a shitty answer, and we can go deep. It's a real question. Like first thought, like only men were allowed to direct movies for a long time. Yeah, they, they were told everything they thought was genius, and men are obsessed with women. Um, so when there's two of the same woman, it's of interest. Yeah. Um, that's like the first like lame answer, but I think it might actually unfortunately be truer than. Um, yeah, I want it to be men with cameras. Yeah, directing mm-hmm. with like lights in Hollywood are obsessed with women. Yeah, yeah, just in Hollywood, all, all around the yeah. world, all around the mm-hmm. world. Um, whether you're in Italy or you're in South Korea, men have a camera and a woman <laughs> in front of it, and there's some, there's a, they're obsessed. Yeah. Um. I mean, I didn't watch much De Palma for a long time because he did an interview where he was like, well, women were made to be looked at with a camera. What can I say? And oh now I'm God. like, all right, you know, this guy, he's a skis, but like he's a skis who's good at filmmaking. So like. <laughs> is he, what, is he, he's your guy. Is, is I, the, the big De Palma guy, right? I, I've been getting into De Palma a lot okay. recently. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but you're so right that there is something to that, like I, that fixation. <laughs> There's the fixation, but then specifically like the twin nature. Well, I guess I can just start thinking about it in three women. Mm -hmm. You're so right. The doubling, the interchangeability, Mm -hmm. the ability for a person to be so surface that you can steal their whole Mm -hmm. self. Right. Mm -hmm. I think like when I think of doubling, I don't really immediately, you're, it's a, amazing to think about because my, my head immediately goes to like like fables or even like Dostoevsky mm. like the devil and like yeah um like that whole sort of uh conflict but then in 20th century cinema with women I don't know it sounds like something that could be like if someone cared about it like sounds like there's a lot there that sounds like a rich like I'm not like qualified yeah. to explore that <laughs> so. <laughs> But like basically Shelly, what I'm saying is like good point. I don't know. Yeah. Um, men are obsessed with women. I have a sneaking suspicion, like, what if there was two is like a thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
Like, and I'm sure it's like rich and psychological and right. we can do the whole Freud version, but I'm afraid that like if there's yeah. there's two, it's like either like hotter or scarier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's like maybe like the the main sort of uh obsession. Yeah. Um Yeah, and I definitely think there's something to like the idea of like the divided self or whatever. And for some reason a lot of like male filmmakers maybe find that easier to channel through through female characters. But mm. yeah, but it it is fascinating how often it like recurs, you know? Yeah, it yeah. really is. My I, wife uh, did say oh, I'm sorry, Matthew, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm 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 not qualified either to no, no uh, idea. <laughs> really uh, unpack that question but um i did finish this movie thinking i feel like i understand mulholland drive a little bit better mm. um and uh not to like blow up my own spot when it comes to trying to understand uh femininity but as a youth i did uh attempt to understand uh by writing journal entries to one of uh two female characters um and now i'm just trying to understand like why i did that um <laughs> because uh yeah one of the characters was a you know based on lilith from <laughs> the bible and christian mythology and the other was uh based on eve um from Christian, Judeo-Christian mythology. And, yeah. Michael uh, was homeschooled. Homeschooled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled. Um, but uh, I don't know. Watching watching three women and then thinking about uh, thinking about my relationship to Mahalan Drive, that movie, mm-hmm. and uh, the attempt to understand uh, the mystery. I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, some thoughts. Uh, yeah, hmm. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what all that means. But this, this. What do you uh, think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a Mulholland Drive comparison is so interesting because I mean, it does you know raise the question of sort of the. I don't know, like sensual, like erotic components of these kind of relationships. Because I mean, obviously, like you know, Mohan Drive is very much about that. But yeah, like, to what extent do we think that there is that aspect in in Three Women? Because, I mean, there's definitely the maternal aspect to it all. But No, but the whole first scene, though, like, when Sissy Spacek is, like, playing around in the pool, and then Shelley Duvall's, like, motoring her feet like that. Like, I was like, holy freak. I was like, can I? I've got to close my fucking eyes. (laughs) She's Louise. Like, the sexual, like, ality of that was through the roof. Mm-hmm. My, my, my wife did say like why did why do they always make these in the 70s these movies about like women being obsessed with other women and i was yeah. like i was like i couldn't like i don't know we were like yeah. let's think of some other examples i couldn't she's right though like whatever i don't have all the examples like mm-hmm. there is something about male directors <laughs> having women a la like a persona be obsessed yeah. be obsessed with other women and and how that is sexual but also maternal but also mm. uh, best friends but also they yeah. can switch places but also they're they're the same, but also they're they're never be the same. Yeah. Um, but but as far as the sexual component, like I mean, for the first third of the film, it could have just been like, oh, Sissy Spacek is like literally like in love, like sexually with right um, mm-hmm. with Millie, and then it turns into something more nuanced or or just different. Yeah. But uh, but uh, uh, but I think sexy, that sexy, in... sexy little sexy little show around the geriatric center in yeah. Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I could retire here to this like horrible little like uh, <laughs> aisle tub mm. spot. Shelly <laughs> Duvall's walking me around in the tub. Yeah, it's take fine. me for a swim. Come on. Little, <laughs> great. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, definitely talking about mirrors and glances yeah. and gazes. I mean, the way that yeah. Sissy Spacek looks at Shelly Duvall is quite intense. Oh my God, yeah. And uh, like and the pools, like so much is shot through water as like yeah. another mirror, mm-hmm. like the reflection. And Sissy Spacek even tries to kill herself by jumping through a mirror of sorts, like into a pool, yeah. at the bottom of which is Willie's like twisted uh, hieroglyphics adjacent mm. interesting paintings, like yeah. ancient paintings. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I love the paint. I love like the the paintings were great because the paintings were like, oh, it's like <laughs> mythological. Um, yeah. And but, but sort of like a art uh, nouveau 
art. Oh fuck. Yeah, sort of like primitive. <laughs> art deco. It was like yeah. art, it was like art deco mythology. Yeah. But like yeah. you can never help, or at least like so often in in movies, like when some really talented artist like makes the art that the director wants them to make for the movie, like yeah. you can just never ever escape into like a hundred percent good. <laughs> yeah. I thought the paintings are like they were like ninety percent like really effective, and ten percent like they stink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that happens so much where I'm like no no good work like this is totally working for the film I can just like, ignore that 10% of it stinks I can totally lean in to the myth- <laughs> the mythology whatever ancient <laughs> curse thing is going on here but um, uh, it's also kind of stinks but it's also kind of great <laughs> yeah I so. love a movie where they talk about how talented the artist is and then you see yeah. the product and you're like yikes <laughs> it's, it's one of and it's not that bad but it can just never it can never break through all yeah. the way to, to brilliant it just can't I, it, it, and it doesn't in the movie but we'll let it slide yeah <laughs> how, how about sorry just the one last thing popped in my head um how about the crazy dream sequence at the yeah, end oh my God. Yeah. where he's like layering all the film on top of each other i like i literally laughed out loud when he intercut that like little puppet from the bar that like you know like the horrifying like before the stillbirth it's like oh it's just so important and he just cuts in the the like the billy bass from the bar that like squirted water out of the clown's flower into the dream into the horrifying dream sequence and i was like i was like man this guy's the best yeah (laughs) arrest me he's such a fucking weirdo and he's so um you know, Allman movies, I guess one of the defining motifs of them is an ensemble. Mm-hmm. And in this film, what's really cool is he's like, I do ensemble. Unless I can do two and a half hours of Shelley Duvall. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, great. I, I would love just a, it's like a, it's like a spinoff movie, like about one of Shelley Duvall's characters, you know? <laughs> I was like, great. Oh my God. It's it really so is nice to see a focus on a character. And mm-hmm. she's able to bring just so so much to the role and then she's so um and sissy's basic too so heartbreaking at the end at the yeah. end of the film uh willie yeah. the pregnant woman gives birth um yeah. without her husband by her side and the other two women rush to her um defense and to mm. help her give the birth this baby the baby's stillborn it's very tragic and shelly duvall leaves the house like covered in blood yeah. and um sissy's basic is supposed to go get a doctor which yeah seems like a good idea but also like she was like there's no way she was hopeless yeah um and uh the they're both they both really just show how um rich their characterizations and mm-hmm. how rich their characterizations are in the film because when the film begins you could criticize the first if, if the first third of the film was just the film you'd say mm-hmm. these, these characters are a bit surface there's mm-hmm. there's got to be more to these women and by the end you're like oh don't worry about it. there's like 50 characters in these women you know <laughs> they're so rich and realized and lived in and right. painful and and deep and attractive mm-hmm. in the, because they're so real that's another thing is like so many movies have beautiful people in them but they're mm-hmm. the acting is not giving me real and then i don't mm-hmm. feel any sort of attraction because they're they're fake they're you know dolls, in, yeah Lady Duvall, she makes her characters so real even olive oil who is not real yeah i'm not saying it's the world's sexiest movie but she's a beautiful woman <laughs> who really brings rich inner lives to her characters mm-hmm. that make her yeah, very attractive, sure. very attractive yeah like an olive oil might not feel real but it feels honest and yeah, and that's and that's she like feel. loves Popeye, and she's sad, like yeah. for real sad, and like yeah. for real happy. It's like Ugh. you're a good actor, Shelley. She's a good actor. You know, she's making a new movie. Yeah, we're yeah. bringing her back for a horror movie. Yeah. I don't know any of the details. I just know that like she's going to be in a horror movie this year or something, oh, which I is amazing. A good experience for her. Yes. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I, I think it was a really like. I think it was because somebody that loves her and she trusts yeah. wanted to do a thing. I don't oh. think it's some like she needs money thing. I think it's like a yeah. nice thing, but don't quote me on it. I got to look into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I was reading about it yesterday. It's called the forest Hills and she plays Rico's mother. And oh, that's yeah. all, that's all the information that I have. <laughs> we got uh, I was making a horror movie. I'd be like, what if we got Shelly? Shelly? Oh, <laughs> 
the best. <laughs> I mean, there is that one guy who like goes down to Texas to see her all the time and like brings her mementos and stuff. Like I follow him on Instagram and I'm like, she knows that we still care. She does. That's so nice. Oh, it's so sweet. Well, so we've talked a little bit about, you know, other kind of similar movies, but if you were to pair this for a double feature, or if you wanted to recommend a movie to someone who enjoyed Three Women, what do you think you would recommend? You know, uh, here's one. I was kind of thinking, what if you paired it with Steel Magnolias? Because it's like, it's a total, it's the, it's like the completely, it's about like, it's about women. Yeah. Their friendships, the friendships like falling apart, being great, ups and downs, and like their, but um, it's a lot more positive. Mm. It's not like positive, but you know, it's more like bubbly. It's got yeah. some pop to it. So it's sort of like, I don't know. When I was thinking about when I was watching Three Women, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I got to rewatch Steel Magnolias, but that was just like <laughs> on my mind. I guess I like that. <laughs> it was just being weird, right? Another one would be Husbands, literally. Yes. The Cassavetti's film husbands that we all watch together. Yes. Um, would be really cool with three women. Other um this is a fun this is a really fun question. Do you guys have any like great things popping to mind? I'm thinking what would be fun to do I love a double feature. So oh, I got yeah. I, I think like I mean on a Cassavetti's front, I mean I feel like I bring this up almost every episode, but I feel like a Mikey and Nikki is like a nice sort of like masculine take on that codependency. Right. Yes, yes, yeah, that, right. It's it's a codependency is a good theme for the film. Like, yeah. so codependent that they like change places. I'm sure there's mm. lots of like, interesting mm. uh, versions of this. Yeah, um, I probably do. I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but Mulholland Drive. It's got the whole uh, dreamlike vibe, the whole like uh, swapping identities kind of thing. Um, I think that would be a fun one to pair with this one as well. Definitely. We could also yeah. do like California Desert and do like Bigelow's Ooh. Near Dark. Yeah. Yes. Just make, like it's all about like making the whole the double feature about like what the there's what the California Desert is is giving us. Like yeah. not not the Las Vegas Desert. You know, like that yeah. that stretch from Nevada to L.A. When you're mm. like in the desert and it's not cool or nice, it's not Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's like the California Desert. Yeah. Um, that could be fun. Yeah. Ooh, and I'll throw another one in there. Um, the Long Goodbye was mentioned earlier, but that's a really fun one for the kind of uh, self-mocking uh, masculinity that mm. Ellie Gould uh, portrays in that. So um, I like one of the notes that I took while watching this is like, wow, like Shelley Duvall talks bullshit in the same way that uh <laughs> philip marlowe talks bullshit to himself in in that movie so that'll be a good one. Oh yeah oh yeah That's i good. love the bullshit talk in an altman movie where he's essentially like it's I, the way he he uses it almost as like a, a like props like he uses yeah. dialogue to like decorate your brain with uh, time and place yeah and it's mm. so amazing and when he does his trick of like layering them all on top of each other where you can just yes. sort of like he does it once or twice in this film but yeah. in other movies he does it the whole entire time mm. um what an amazing way to be immersed in a, a world he's trying to um, immerse you in yeah so like unfortunately like if i was like oh i'm gonna do a pairing based on that thematic like our like my contemporary thing that popped in my head when people do that is like Aaron Sorkin and we are not pairing for you. No, <laughs> no we would not no imagine way. it. <laughs> honestly, like I need somebody to reclaim layering dialogue. I mean the Safties. The Safties do a pretty that's good. That, okay. Yeah. That's, actually, that's a good point. Okay, good. That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, there's some there's uh, people out there. Mm-hmm. I I mean, like the obvious thing is, you know, the PTA comparison. Um I remember yeah. for I think it was my thirteenth birthday i drug my friends to see a prairie home companion in the theaters <laughs> because I <gotta> see that <laughs> one. you don't <laughs> yes you do <laughs> i gotta see it that's awesome <laughs> but yeah so i mean you know it, it feels obvious to say but yeah you, you gotta have the pta connection but but i, I think safties is a good call <laughs> uh, yeah safties for sure safties for sure well, nice. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up soon. But before we do, we've got one last stupid game. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the title of this so much. Tell me. 
So this game is uh, the Shelly, Shelly, or Shelly quiz. I will be giving you descriptions uh, that are either about Shelly Duvall, Shelly Winters, or Shelly Brooks, the co-host of this podcast. Oh, (laughs) fucking yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So if you think you know the answer, just give me a little ding right. ding. Just I know a lot about one of these Shelleys. Oh. <laughs> All right. Question number one. This Shelley dated Paul Simon until she introduced him to friend Carrie Fisher, who began dating him. Uh, ding ding. Michael. Uh, <laughs> Shelley Duvall. That hey. is correct. It's <laughs> a Shelley Duvall. <laughs> oh. Okay. Now, this one is a little bit harder, Okay. so prepare. <clears throat> this Shelley played Harvey Johnson in the telephone hour in a Broadway dance class so she could flirt with the older girls. I do not know the answer to this one at all. <laughs> yes, Joe. I'm going to guess that that was Shelley Brooks. That was a Shelley Brooks. Oh, <laughs> Excellent work. The game is rigged. <laughs> Okay, question number three. This Shelly was married four times. Her last marriage was hours before her death. Dang. That's Shelly Winters. That is Shelly Winters. Deathbed marriage. Ugh. Does it get more romantic than that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They've been together for 20 years. Right, but yeah, I don't don't know enough about Shelly Winters, (laughs) but I think like. Yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever. I'm, I, I won't go down there. I'll look it up later. I just yeah. too many questions. But I know that's Shelly Winters. Yeah. Very good, Joe. Very good. Okay. It wasn't you, Shelly, which is. Which yeah, is no, I have good. not died You're yet. A ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been married four times. Yes. Okay. We know this. <laughs> Question number four. This Shelley was discovered for her first film role when she met the director at a party while he was in town filming. That's that's Duval, Shelley Duval herself. That's Shelley Duval herself. Oh, excellent work, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> okay, our last question, number five. This Shelley once met director Anya Sparda in Paris, but they did not go on to work together. Oh, ding ding. <laughs> Michael. Uh, that's Shelly Brooks. That's Shelly Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have not been in a Varda film, but I did. <laughs> I met her very briefly. I was working at Film Forum at the time, and uh, I went up to her after a film screening. I introduced myself. She went, Oh, Karen Cooper. <laughs> I know Karen Cooper. <laughs> that was oh, my. The, that was the, your Varda. <laughs> yeah, wow. that was my Varda. <laughs> so she came to Film Forum, the one in New York. Yeah, so she had uh, done a few movies at Film Forum, and so Karen Cooper, who uh, was, I guess, no longer was the head of um, the new releases there. She oh, cool. she she knew Varda, so I had wow. my in. <laughs> That's sick. Cool. Uh, well, beautiful job, both of you. Obviously, better job from Joe. So Joe is the winner. If there were some Shelley Long questions in there, this would have been fucking <gasps> over. Damn it! I should have. I was, like, I was going through all the Shelleys. <laughs> Next time. I Next thought about Percy Shelley, you know, <laughs> Mary <laughs> Shelley. <laughs> but this, it was what it was. What can yes. we do? Mm. Well, Joe, this was so delightful. Yeah, this was a lot of Thank fun, you Joe. for joining us. Oh my God, we had so much fun. It's so nice, you guys, to have me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so, where can people follow you? And do you have any uh, events coming up that you want to plug? Sure. Well, you can check out all the great shows at Forever Dog Productions. You can check out shows on Forever Dog. If you love movies, you might love our movie podcast, Black Men Can't Jump in yes, Hollywood. I love great that podcast. You, yeah, and you can check out that, uh, which is active. Me and Brett's pod isn't active right now. It's called Weekend at Bergman's. And then if you are um, a Drag Race fan or you love drag queens, you can check out our network, Moguls of Media, Mom. And you can check out our shows at youtube.com slash mompodcasts. Oh, we love it. Oh, yeah. oh my God. So fun. Um, well, Michael, where can people find us? Uh, y'all can follow us on all social media platforms at everyone is hot pod. That's every number one is hot pod. And yeah, you can find us all over the place where you can find uh, podcasts. So if you're listening to us on Apple 
podcast, then rate us five stars, okay? Yeah. Um, nothing less. Nothing less. Um, <laughs> honestly, anything less, super disrespectful. Um, honestly, pretty rude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Michael, what uh, should the listeners do going forward? Remember, stay horny. Horny. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.